Hello and welcome to the Nerds Who Haunted Themselves, Series 5, Episode 5. I'm Stuart Moraine. I am joined by... Andy Hanks. Do you remember me? No. Have you kind of run out of all your friends to play with, so you've called me back again? Yeah, well, I mean, I had an off night and, and you know, well, you've been ducking my calls, to be fair. Well, you always duck your calls. It doesn't usually stop you. Uh, off flirting with other people, so I thought I'd flirt with other people too. So since you last heard me, you've had, well, you've had Tony... Tony. And you've had John Tucker. Yep. So were they better than me, to be honest? Um, were they I mean, more considerate? Tony was considerate, but very rough. He is rough. He's stubbly, isn't he? And John was kind of scary. I stopped breathing a couple of times. <laughs> He's into all that, I, I heard. What? It so was weird. He pulled out a roulette wheel. <laughs> I think he does that. I think he was, was, was just for drawing, but, but no. <laughs> Two fingers. Tonight, <laughs> it's erotic asphyxiation. Put on some in excess. Oh my god! But sorry, that was an inappropriate. My Karma Sutra roulette wheel. I bet you could do that. You could do that. Yeah. At some point, the death roulette's got to run its run sex its roulette thing. So yeah, the Karma Sutra roulette. <laughs> Which sexual position will you die in? John, we can talk. <laughs> anyway, I'm back. He's back. Guess who's back? He's back. The real reason was that you couldn't have this much sexiness together. Mm. So It's like crossing we had, streams, yeah, isn't it? It's like ripping the time-space continuum. Mm. Like the quantum zone and all that shit. Science. How you been? I've been alright. How have you been? I've been all right. What have you been up to? Where have you been? next to my phone waiting for you to call me. Oh, good. <laughs> Treat them mean, keep them keen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. <sighs> Just selfish like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, so what have you been up to? Where have you been? What's uh, been going on? I've been busy. I've been too busy for you. Yeah, I mean, you had your 40th, to be fair, so... Yeah. Have we, have we not done I this since... We might have done one since... We've yeah. done one since the 40th, was, but... Yeah, I was 40 in April. But those celebrations go on for a while. You've got to drag you it do. out. yeah. Depression. <laughs> the five stages. <laughs> <laughs> um, now I've been... I've been quietly busy, if that makes sense. I haven't really... I've been kind of keeping out in the public eye a little bit. Quietly busy, tightly be sex tape. Absolutely. Um, I haven't done any um, any cons recently. Um, I haven't really posted a lot of stuff on Facebook, drawing-wise, because... Maybe, I think you did a Draw Something Sunday I, last week for the first time in a while. Yes, yes, I did. I did a robot for a bit of a warming-up thing. And I haven't really done anything since. Uh, I did a load of spaceships a couple of weeks ago, maybe. Well, you can't go wrong with spaceships. Um, you did do the spaceships, yeah. That's kind of it, really. It's because, well, we're going to it in a minute, but I've been working on other stuff, other exciting stuff. Um, but... Yeah, yeah, that's kind of it, really. End of, end of podcast. Yeah. Anyway, I'll see you again. See you next week. And I mean, there was the court case. Anyway, <laughs> see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> doom, 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 doom. She can't prove anything. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just do the EastEnders thing now? I just got that. I didn't see it. It's not illegal. Doom, 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 doom. So, yeah, so you've been working on something. I've been working on something, absolutely. Which? Um, are we going straight into that? Or we can, because it's, it's been hinted at in a in the Tony episode of Y Comics. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, so, uh, it's very early days yet, and I don't want to go into too much details. But um, me and Tony, um, we are collaborating again. 
uh, for the second time we did Springworth. Or um, what, what was the, the porn version? Of, was it Jizworth? Yeah, Jizworth. Jizworth. How to make pornos with Jizworth on that. <laughs> that was brilliant. Um, yeah, so straight off from the heels of um, How to Make Comics with Springworth, whatever it's called, I can't remember. Um, we are. I've asked him if he would help me with a little pet project of mine. Um, and So you're grooming dogs? We, we absolutely were grooming dogs. Dog oh, grooming. Project. I get it. Um, so not as in you're trying to seduce dogs. <laughs> that's what I was wondering. <laughs> Do I kind of you know start giving them treats and see where I get oh, them? The word grooming has been ruined. <laughs> Rubbing peanut butter over. Anyway, um, so so my pet project is actually not a comic book my pet project is i've always something i've always wanted to do is i wanted to illustrate a children's book and i somehow i've been speaking to i think i spoke to but you kept on drawing dicks and all the ones you were offered yeah so i know you've just decided to do your own sexist that's what it is um so speaking to tony about it and tony said he would you know, he would we could collaborate on it. So that's what we've been doing. It's still very early stages yet, and it's going to be it's a long old process. We haven't got the whole thing written yet. So at the moment, we've got the first fifteen pages written down, and I've I've done my rough layouts. Um, what your rough layouts that, in Tony's own words, are most people's finished product? Yeah, I totally don't agree with him there. <laughs> um, well, tell you what, would you like to see them? I can show you. Obviously, I don't want too much details written, you know, set out on the air, but I can show you what we've got so far. If you'd like to so have a look, this is the page where the robot dies. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I want. It, I've always wanted. I love rhyming books, so I kind of wanted a, a bit of a, a, a rhyming children's book, kind of aimed between, kind of, um, but say, between five and ten years old. And this is based on my character's Zoot. That's probably as far as I want to say on it, no matter really. Um, and it's it a story is kind of about time you did something with Zoot. I yeah. know years ago we were going to do a comic. No, no, no absolutely. That, that never happened. No. And, um, and it's something like... Because <laughs> I was so slow, I've turned in one page, you've turned to Tony now. <laughs> but we've kind of hashed out, um, an, we've, we've hashed out a, a bit of a plot with it. And we don't, I don't really know where the plot's going to go yet. That's, um, Tony's only supplied me with the first half of the book. Um, but I'm really into it. It's all I can think about at the moment. I'm really into it, really enjoying it. Um, and I'm quite enjoying coming up with rhyming phrases as well. This looks all awesome. right. So, page one, <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a few kind of running things that kind of like that also appeared in the first book as well, quite often. So, it's a couple of little in the Springworth book. Nice. Um, you mean the spring? The spring, yeah. <laughs> it's a pair of pants. They also appeared in the book as well, and a toilet roll as well. There might be a toilet roll in there somewhere. Um, so we, I'm not going to, really, as I said, I'm not going to reveal too much of what's going on in the book, mainly because I don't really know what's going to happen in it. Um, so what hey, you is see that there, who I think it is. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Finally is. found a use for him. Yeah. After you got shafted on the last one. Um, but also, um, so I've shown this to Tony, and we've agreed to go back and I've changed a few things, a couple of things to add. So this is actually quite an old version, but um, there's a new Do you know what I'd version. like to see when you do this? Go. You know, did you back the Nick Prolix slang pictorial number four? He did an artist edition. It's okay. Like the blue pencils version of yeah. the comic. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'd like to see. If you run it as a Kickstarter, but that is a that's a new page, which is kind of a moodier page of, of the thing you saw earlier. Nice. Um, so, 
that's the um, yeah. I don't quite know where these guys are going to fit in the book yet. So is this the kind without spoiling it? So yeah. this is really boring for. Yeah, I'm sorry. But <laughs> okay, is this yeah. the style of page you're going for? That's is a it double be... page. That's a double page. So is it going to be like a square sort of? It's book going to be or? like a proper square children's book. I think it's just off square actually. It's going to be a big children's huh. picture. Book. I wonder who did a square robot thing. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> My name's not in the thank yous. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a learning because nobody had done a square book before me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's quite a, a learning, a, a bit of a stiff learning process. And are you using layers on that? Yes, always <laughs> use bloody layers. Why well, you don't need to? If you don't fuck it up, you don't need to worry Can about layers. Can I have all the digital artists out there shout at Stuart because he refuses to learn layers, please, <laughs> on Photoshop? Come and shout at him. One of my favourite message exchanges was when I sent you one of the pages. You're like, oh, that's good. What layers did you use? Mm. I was like, oh, I didn't bother with layers. And I could just see, like, a blood vessel burst behind your eye. <laughs> <laughs> really winds you up that I don't use layers, doesn't it? It really does. But that's the main reason I refuse to learn them now. <laughs> <there. laughs> so, yeah, please, everyone, just shout in, please. Can you... Preach how good layers are. Um, if you've okay. seen my pages, though, yeah. Do do I need layers? <laughs> this is the most recent one, which you can see on the True Believers page. When this laptop decides to do anything, but yeah. So, so what sort of have you got a end goal yet for mm-hmm. when you're hoping to release? No, I, we I, we deliberately kept it open because I don't want it released until it's ready. One hundred percent on you that. You know, and uh, I've I've got the no... worst thing some small press people do is set a deadline and then stick to that deadline and then release something that isn't how fast. Hmm. I mean, it's kind of the thing with this week's mailer. You know, the piece I'd written for it wasn't good enough, so I pulled it out and wrote hmm. a piece on why it wasn't good enough. I think yeah. more people need the Ed Harris in Apollo thirteen. <laughs> that's not acceptable, gentlemen. Yeah, that's just it. It's. So this is a very kind of um, well. It's my my character. I've just been going for years, and I don't want to release something half assed. School, isn't it? Yeah, since school. The very earliest versions. Yeah, you know, and so I've always wanted to do, and I'm not going to rush it. I've got no reason to rush it. I haven't got any, you know, anyone giving me a tight deadline, so it'll be done when it's done. Yeah, that's it. That's when it needs to be done. So, have you, are you thinking about release? Like, is it going to be a Kickstarter, or are you going to go straight into? I don't know. Um, are you going to self-publish, or are you going to... No, a little hero, um, uh, Fair Spark, has cited an interest in it. So I will hmm. let them have a look once it's done. Can I cite an interest in it? Sure. I've got a publishing thing. Yes, you do. Well, you can fight. Do you, do you mean fight Aaron, I have to fight? We, you can fight over it. We yeah. like Timberlake and Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> Not Timberlake, um, Bieber and Cruise. Uh, yeah, but you can fight over me. That's fine with me. <laughs> Just because I abandoned you for a couple of months. God. Well, you've got other friends now. <laughs> One of which is involved with your book. That's true. <laughs> Actually, John Tucker's going to do the ending. There's going to be some kind of sniper of pubic hair going on. I was going to say. It's <laughs> just suit dumping pubes into space. <laughs> Robot shavings. Oh, my God. <laughs> Spoilers for one of John Tucker's books. <laughs> There's going to be a, a, a scene set in space where you've got this old couple in the background fucking. <laughs> just two old men sucking each other off. Uh, hi, John. <coughs> <laughs> I 
Oh, thank God he already recorded his episode because I think he'd refuse now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, right, so there's your latest page. All right, yeah. So, yeah, I've slowed down a bit. I'm just sort of doing one a week on. Mm. What I quite like about going digital is that I can correct things. Yep, absolutely. Although I'm not correcting too much because I quite like. You've got some nice shades and textures going on. Okay, so it's, it's all about the layers I don't use. Go back. Which one? Go, well, the one you just did and then went back. That so one. you've got some shading going on here. How did you get those shadings? Did you physically take the yellow, create a darker yellow, or is that a burn? I used a darker yellow and then I used the blending thing. Oh, all right. Oh, is there a blending option, is there? Yeah. So it's not. I'll go back through and fine tune some of the pages, mm. but. Can you turn your your brush into a softer brush? Would that Possibly. give you the same effect? Possibly. Like I said, I'm just playing around with this. Yeah. If it turns out to be something decent, we're kind of going backwards through it. But oh, I've okay. seen some of these. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can go from the beginning. So how are you making sure that the grey's consistent? The what? So the robot is the same colour grey in each one. I open the previous page that he and, was on. And pick it. Yeah. Pick colour. Nice. I'm like testing you here. Now it's looking really smart. For it's someone... like that one I want to go back and redo because I've, as I've been going through, You've I've learned stuff. Learned stuff. So. Mm. But for someone who's literally only, I hate him being in the cave. <laughs> you got a far to go in the cave. Uh, a couple more pages at least, I think. It's great. I love the sky color. Although, one of my favourite pages is in the cave. That didn't have a lot of detail on it, which is the one where it's. Basically, a one panel of them going up the steps, but mm. it's broken up. Yeah, with lines going across it. It's kind of like three pounds of one panel. Yeah, three pounds of one, isn't it? But, but yeah, it's just playing around with it. It's like that one. I want to add a bit more detail into the background. I played around with putting some coloured dots to indicate lights. Mm. What I might do is like look at a picture of the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon and just yeah, use nice. that as a reference. Mm. But yeah, like I say, it's just playing around. But like you, I've got no real... If I can have it ready to do a limited print run by Nottingham, hmm. that's my plan. But, again, nobody's crying out for it, so... Oh. That's one I've started. Ish. The laptop's really fucking slow. So yeah, I just put the basic colours in from the previous page while I had it open. Hmm. But yeah, so I've got, what am I on, page 13, 14, well, 15, so 16, 17 pages to go. Let's have a look. Yeah, I don't know where page 32 is, it should be there somewhere. I might not have cropped it yet. So, Where does he get out of the cave? 19. And you're on 13. Uh, just, I'm on 15. That's the page I'm looking forward mm. to doing. It'd be a fucker, but... But yeah, I let Daniel pick the colours for the little robot. Hmm. What colour is he? Gold? It's an orange and yellow sort of colour. And yeah... But yeah, I'm quite pleased that I've seen it through, kind of thing. 
That's the last page, I just haven't cropped it yet. Which is reflective because mm. it's them looking through the glass, so that'll be That'll be easy on layers. On what? What are layers? Some guy tried to show me layers once, but he also showed me 17 million other things at the same time, so I didn't take any of it in. <laughs> this is the problem when you have an overexcited child showing you how to do things. <laughs> You're still talking about me? Yes. Uh, yeah, so what else has been going on then? So, we'll do events and stuff at the end. Okay. Because it'll be fresher in people's memories then. Okay. Assuming they make it that far. <laughs> Double-ended chalice if they made it this far. <laughs> Um, so yeah, what else has been going on? Any other news? No, that's it. Honestly, I'm, I'm live a dull life. Um, <laughs> the life of an artist. <laughs> no, this is kind of it, really. So, going on Facebook not long ago, I did spot that you decided to do some spin offs of our podcast. I have, yes. So, tell us about them then. What are the points? What's the story? What's what, the message? What are the points? Well, now that we're on Podbean, yep. and I don't have just four hours a month to upload stuff, we mm -hmm. can start doing things more regularly. But because I know you're in demand now, well, you know. and you know, screening my calls, <laughs> playing hard to get, hang on, who's treating who mean here? <laughs> I think we're both the abused victims. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought there was a couple of things I've wanted to do for a while. And now that Skype has made it so you can record a Skype call straight from Skype, I can get stuck straight into it kind of thing. So, mm. yeah, I've been doing... So far, I've only done the one. I've got two series ideas, which is the Y Comics one, which by the time this goes out, the Tony Esmond and John Tucker episodes will be live. So the Tony Esmond one is already live as we speak. As we speak, and then the John Tucker one goes live this Wednesday yep. as we record. But this is with... This one's... Well, by the time you listen to this, we would record this over a week ago, is that correct? Yes, but because our schedules don't mm. seem to meet up anymore. No. Nope. I thought it was easier to record this when we could. We just won't talk about anything that dates it. Okay. So, that thing in the news today. <laughs> <laughs> by which point, like, Marvel will probably announce their lineup for the next 40,000 years and we'll have missed all that cool mm. stuff. Um, yeah, so I've got that. Um, which so far the first episode's gone down really well. I loved the first episode. Um, it was really cool. I said to you before, you couldn't. It, there was a bit of a um, a mixture between who was interviewing who. It was really well, that's cool. Kind of why I picked Tony. Yeah, because I thought it was a good introduction. You both hosts who haven't you. listened before can get mm. an idea of me and that sort of thing. And then yeah, the John Tucker one. I'm really excited to go out because that was a really good conversation. As I'm well. really looking forward to that. I mean, John Tucker is in the nicest way. He's nuts. Oh, yeah. It was basically two hours of slagging you off. It was great. Yeah, it was my favourite thing. <laughs> um, yeah, and then the other thing that I'm doing is the film one, which might not be as regular as the Y Comics. Hmm. Um, but And that'll be people talking about like a film that means something to them and not so much about the film but about their memories of seeing the film the impact the film so it's had based on, on like it's been like desert island discs but with a movie yes mm. is that what desert island discs does I've never listened to desert i've never island listened discs. to it either yeah so but yeah so so it's a bit like why comics but it's like why that movie why that movie so i've got the first one lined up to record next week hopefully so by the time this comes out 
this week, the week mm. this comes out, I should have had the first one recorded. Um, there'll be a couple, probably a crossover with guests because a lot of the comic people are also into films. So there's a couple of comicy people that I'd like to interview. So it's deciding whether I want to interview them about the com- about why comics first, mm. or the film thing first, and then also trying to get, not get them so they come out mm. close together. It's a nightmare. So uh, let's let's do a, this to a drive pilot then. One movie, and then I'm hoping to do a couple of specials as well. Um, what for me? Mm. Uh, probably Showgirls changed mm. my life. Not over the Slave Girls from Beyond Infinity. Well, that film did also change my life, but probably not for the better. I mean, Showgirls had a massive effect on me. I mean, I had a whole career. <laughs> that had a massive effect on your trousers. Had a whole career as a show dancer. Yep. Yeah, I still got it. <laughs> uh, no, for me, it's tricky because there's lots of films I love. I'd say possibly the one that had the biggest impact on me. Stop. Let me guess. Okay. Batman. Michael Keaton. No, I loved it, and it sort of fed into my love of comics. All right, then, hang on then. Uh, Dick Tracy. No. Um, um, Stop thinking uh, comic movies. License to Kill. Think about the... Inspired... How the duck? Um, (laughs) uh, Clerks. Clerks. Obviously Clerks. Not Clerks. Fucking people who call it Clerks. Clerks. Really annoys me. It's about a shoe shop. You don't pronounce a French film with the fucking English fucking pronunciation. Yeah, yeah probably Clerks. That film sort of... Like I said to Tony on the thing, I always wanted to do a, make a comic, but it just seemed like so much hard work. Weirdly, making a film seemed easier. Mm. And I was in sort of the right time where... I, like You did all the art stuff for me. I had Lee who wanted to co-direct it with me and co-produce and everything. Um, Neil met some awesome people through doing it. Mm. Um, I met my wife for it. You did. Through the She's a bitch. <laughs> She's ruined many a life. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was sort of the film that made me so, realise. So was it the the low budgetness of it, the fact that you can create something like that at a minimal budget? And it I think easy, it was it that. Was I just think that you could make that into a film kind of thing because yeah. I always thought when you grow up, you always think film is spectacle, even the non big explosion blockbuster things they always seem to have a spectacle and that was basically two guys standing around talking about shit like we stood around talking about shit mm. and whilst I don't think the film holds up anymore do you know there's things in it that were very much written I've, honest, by, I've not seen it for years I've not I've just I remember things and there's some things in it that I'm kind of like me now is slightly more enlightened and mm. less I think there were elements that needed something else to sort of be kind of like, yeah, that's funny, but wrong. But, um, I mean, it was an amazing experience. It's more about the experience than the end result. Hmm. Like Lee said when we did that rap video thing, you know, no matter what, he was proud of what we'd achieved. Like I say, it sort of cemented my friendship with Lee. We had an amazing month, just mostly down at Bonds Mill on that comic shop set. (laughs) Yeah, Building it, messing around with Mike Norman in the hairdressers, shooting that scene, him showing what his hair would look like if he'd electrocuted himself. <laughs> Do you remember we when we got in there for the first time? We had to clean it up. The Bonds Mill, that one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was gross. There was like a at least two inches of dust and sawdust on the floor, wasn't there? Yeah, because we it was basically three rooms, wasn't it? One yeah. which no four rooms. There's one room that we used as the art gallery kind of thing. You had the main room, which we scene, turned into a comic shop. Yeah, the main bit we used as a comic shop because we had a guy come in asking if we wanted to buy comics. 
Oh, yeah. Because he thought we were a real shop. <laughs> we had a room off to the side that was like the green room. Then we had the office, which was the office of the comic shop mm. set and also like the production office. Sounds fancier than it was. Mm. Um, yeah, and then a room off to the side of that that we used as... Well, I think Lee took his motorbike in it one day and just revved it up to see what it would sound like. Mm. We were young and stupid. <laughs> and uh, But yeah, no... It was just such a great experience, and if I hadn't seen Clerks at that time, because mm. Clerks wasn't the first Kevin Smith film I saw, I think it was More Rats. I think you came back from uni one weekend with Dogma, having seen it, yeah, and was just like singing the praise of it, and I watched it, and I was like, uh, I don't really like this. I think because I wanted to watch something else, and you'd insisted on Dogma, and I think you won the vote. Mm. Uh, but yeah, sort of. I just grew to love those films and they read books about how he made it, watched the documentaries about how he made it and just cemented the thing that it's something I wanted to do. And I'm I'm torn. Part of me wishes it had been the calling card we'd hoped it'd be. Mm. But at the same time when Lee died I didn't really want to go on that journey without him. Yeah. Which is why when we did the second film it just didn't it wasn't as good. The film wasn't as good, the experience wasn't as good. It was just missing something. What was the second one called? Seventh Wave. <laughs> That's pretty much how people remember the second one. <laughs> what was that one called? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that was mine. So I think I know what yours will be. <coughs> Which is why I'm going to change it. Ah, because it was going to be Robocop, wasn't it? Of course, it? absolutely. And it probably still is. Because that is the film that made you want to be a cybernetic law enforcement officer. Of course. Yeah. Um, he only kept the penis. <laughs> no, I, I think no. I, I We're think, talking about the Robocop remake, obviously. I think yeah, obviously yeah. Fleshy hand. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> um, I I, th- I think the films that kind of had the biggest impact on me were, I mean, obviously in the nineteen eighties, but things like things like Short Circuit, um, the Badger's Not Included. Um, <laughs> all robot films. <laughs> yeah, but all the, seriously though, all the all those kind of roboty films, um, you know, the Terminator. Obviously, I'll, actually, I think I did see that quite early on. Actually, I think I know I saw Robocop quite early. I must have been about ten or eleven when I saw Terminator. Because mm. um, it was before the second one came out. Yeah, but and I must have seen Aliens around then as well because I knew that Carl Reese and Hicks were the same person. Mm. Um, so yeah, it must have been around 91 I saw those. I think I saw Robocop probably in... When it came out, 87, is that when it came out? Yeah. I think I saw it when it first came out on video, because I remember the posters. Down the bottom of a row, there was a video shop. And oh, I miss video shops. So I, that probably would have come out in like 88, 89, so it would have been 10, yeah. And 9 or 10. So I remember bugging my dad to go down and get it for me, and we did one day. Um, well, it was a Saturday after town... That's right, isn't it? It's where the estate agents is now. Wasn't that where the video shop was? Because um, my um, auntie used to live in one of the bungalows at the bottom mm. of that hill that was oh, yeah. next to it. Yeah. So we used to go up there and rent old Scooby-Doo videos mm. or when she was looking after us in the summer holidays. There's a little See, you don't get that with Netflix. No. It's like, yeah, I remember when my auntie used to pop on the telly and scroll through Netflix and show me how to make a murderer. But even on, <laughs> even on the back of... Um, on the back of the DVDs, you don't actually get screenshots of the movie anymore, really, do you? No, there was one. When I worked at HMV, there was a Nicolas Cage film. Yeah. One that was the Christian movie where he's the pilot and the 
rapture happens. Hmm. But one of the pictures on the back was taken from the film Next. Really? <laughs> you used to get that on videos a lot. Yeah. Stills from other films on the back of it. Because it made the film look better than it actually was. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. But, I, can, I can tell you the, the pictures on the back of the original uh, Robocop VHS. Was it What's-His-Face all melty? No, I don't know. Actually, he might have been on it. Yeah. Actually, was the one where... <laughs> I'd like if you lost confidence in it. Yeah. I can tell you the bits. The but back. the top one was the one of Ed Tournay's legs after he had his head shot off by Robocop. With the big spoiler. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. And so you see Robocop kind of walking between his legs. And you just see, I remember that. See, but this is also the days when on a Saturday night on ITV and BBC One you had a big movie. And it was always cut to buggery. Usually, yeah. I think that's how I saw Aliens. Forget you. Forget you. I probably remember Friday nights they used to show a film. Yeah. Like around half ten-ish. After the news. Oh, I miss our youth. It's easy to get nostalgic for that. I watched so many 80s films. Like in the 90s. In that time slot. 80s films are my kind of go-to. I know we're going to talk about it later. But um, uh, when when I'm, you know, I'm doing a bit of a drawing session. It'll either be music I listen to. Or it'll be an old 1980s movie. Something to put on in the back and like. Predator or Terminator or something like that. I, I watched Robocop last night, actually, funnily enough. Nice. Well, I must have I fell asleep. See, I always um, liked 80s comedies, that's why I always went more towards Yeah. Which crossed over into things like Ghostbusters, but stuff like mm. The Shaw Thing and... Planes, Trains and Automobiles. National Lampoon's films. Yeah. Police Academy. Most Steve Martin movies. Three Amigos. Three Amigos, Fucking yeah. I loved the Three Amigos. <laughs> but yeah, um... But again, you kind of watched what your parents were watching. Mm. If that was the film they picked to watch, you watched it or you went and sat in your room. Like Basic Instinct. <laughs> oh yeah, your mum had a Michael Douglas thing. Massive Michael Douglas fetish. Oh, speaking of Michael Douglas, do you know what I rewatched the other day? Mm. And it Falling will, down. It will come into music to draw the thing we're going to talk about music in a minute. Ghost in the Darkness. Oh, great film. I fucking love that yeah, film. Yeah, great film. Val Kilmer. I mean... Do you know, the acting's enough. terrible. Yeah. The special effects are awesome, apart from that one where he jumps up and he's dreaming about his wife coming with the baby. And, and goes, the lion jumps off the roof and takes her out, and it's just basically a block of wood. Um, weirdly enough, I was, a couple of weekends ago, I was in London. Uh, what, about four four weeks ago? Oh, I talked about that. By a lion? No. But um, I went to the Natural History Museum, and all in my head was I remember at the end, if you, if you look at the end of that film, it says that the body of the lion is now at the Natural History Museum. Two lions, yes. Yeah, two lions, yeah, the Natural History Museum. It's in America, though, isn't it? In, in I, thought Boston. It was in, I thought it was in London. No. Maybe one of them is. No, the two of them are together. Oh, are they? I oh, know they're, the, they're not on display, they're in the, in the stores. Um, I thought it was London. No, maybe. I'm sure it's an American one. Okay. But. It might be, I might be wrong. Mm. I'm sure at the end of the film, you got me doubting it now. It's like that thing where you're sure of a line until somebody says, are you sure? Yeah, that happens to me a lot on these podcasts. <laughs> well, like your Twitter handle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, so I rewatched that and I reordered the soundtrack for the score. Mm. It's got an awesome score. And it kind of brings us on to the main body of what we were going to talk about, which was... Uh, music to draw to because hmm. again with Tony sort of touched on it a little bit with music to write to and that sort of thing or music to read comics to and music something I like when I'm drawing hmm. it's interesting that um, Cray who we often talk about on this podcast can't listen to music when he draws I know some people can't yeah 
he will find himself too distracted or watch movies he will find himself too distracted by the movie I'm the other way around if I've got a movie on I'll ignore the movie and then lose track of the movie because I'm drawing yeah I tend to I can get sucked into the movie I tend to if I'm drawing and watching something I tend to watch something that I've seen so many times before yeah. but there are bits in it where I'm kind of like oh, I fucking love this bit mm. but then it doesn't hurt because it gives you a little bit of a break from the drawing mm. and you can go back into it um, but yeah so music do you have a preference of music you listen to believe it or not when I go to live drawing I have my headphones in not many of us do but I have my headphones in and I listen to Jazz FM nice completely true nice uh, yeah it's just it's because... completely the wrong kind of nice fuck <laughs> nice. scrap this whole episode we're starting again <laughs> so I want, to, I want to leave I can <laughs> don't say it back. yeah so what do you listen to when you... I listen to Jazz FM nice <laughs> groovy <laughs> great <laughs> um yeah, because you kind of forget you're listening to it and it's just it blocks you off it's like listening to if ever I'm reading a document at work or anything like that and, if, and in order to just turn myself off from the world, like get myself into a little bubble. There's a YouTube video of just two hours of coffee shop noises. Weird, right? And it works. You put it on, and all you can just hear is the an indistinguishable chatter going on. You can't really work out what they're saying, and it just it, you just forget about what the room you're in. Yeah. So just like an ambient noise. Yeah, ambient noise. And, to, and it's a bit like that with, with the jazz. You put it on and it's there. And it, I thought you were going to be like, when I'm looking over important word documents, I like a bit of bluegrass. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, banjo ain't twanging. <laughs> taking in those T's and C's. <laughs> banjo ain't twanging. <laughs> Gotta go to the doctors. <laughs> Squeal for me, boy. Uh, so it, it's good. It just kind of, yeah, it puts your own little bubble in, you know. And. Um, yeah, I guess it does get a bit boring. Um, but no, it, but it works. It's pretty good. Good. Uh, other stuff. I won't listen to anything too heavy and too fast. You know. Um, so I, I also listen to. Yeah, I suppose it's kind of like running, isn't it? Yeah. If you suddenly start, you have to pick a running playlist quite carefully. Yeah, it makes a real difference. Because if you suddenly get like a house take on me come in, you yeah. find your pace really starts to pick up, and before you know it, you're yeah. collapsed in a heap. Yeah, you listen to Metallica and suddenly, you know, Irish and the Goo Goo Dolls come on and suddenly you slow down. Um, Straight back in with some thrash metal. (laughs) (laughs) Why did you scribble it out? (laughs) Um, I also listen to, weirdly, I've got a 90s indie playlist as well. Like a, you know, like a Britpop kind of indie. Yes, just like that, mate. (laughs) Um, that I've kind of put on as well because I know all the songs off by heart, you know, really well. And it's just again, Hansen. it's just something that you can, do, you know, Hanson, Neat, and Bob Aqua. Kind of Have thing. you seen that genius T-shirt that's Hanson? I mean, it's Nirvana. It's got Nirvana. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. I wanted to get it just to troll people. <laughs> uh, yeah. See, for me, it's film scores. Mm-hmm. I like jazz. My wife hates jazz, though. So I love like Dave Brubeck. Dave Brubeck's Take Five album's great mm. for just. It sounds insulting, but... Did you but just do jazz hands Music. You did jazz hands <laughs> Not on purpose. Just check. For, for music you can ignore. Yeah. Kind of thing. It just, it's there in the background, but you're not focused on it. Um, but yeah, Catherine hates jazz, so... She particularly hates jazz saxophone, which I've got a jazz saxophone CD. <laughs> just you just could really bedroom. piss her off. <laughs> so, just make all the light bulbs blue. <laughs> jazz food. Put on some jazz sax. Put on your smoker jacket. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Insist that she says great. <laughs> All through it. Otherwise, I can't finish. <laughs> the album. 
He'll never get to the end of the album. <laughs> first and he gets to the end of the first track. <laughs> it's the jazz flute that does it, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I can't beat some jazz flute. Um, yeah, but no, film scores and TV scores, massively into. I'm gradually rebuying a lot of... Do you find that when there's something really, really familiar, like Rodden, the Star Wars theme or Superman theme, it puts you off? I don't mean sex. I don't know about what you're having sex. I mean, you know... No, if it, anything, I finish on the Superman theme. <laughs> da, 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 that makes it a lot easier when I shout Superman. Da, da, da. <laughs> Do you high five at the same time? <laughs> I smack my own ass during sex. <laughs> Faster than a speeding bullet. <laughs> Ah, you've read my online reviews. Don't <laughs> <laughs> do your sex tape. Um, no, I suppose it can. I tend to pick music to try and go with what I'm drawing. Mm. So um, Gladiator themes are very good. Yeah, most Hans Zimmer stuff is good. Mm. The Dark Knight ones are good if you're doing like, broody dark drawings. Mm. I like the. I bought the soundtrack to the Orville, the TV series. Oh, I've not watched that yet. I love it. I prefer it to the new Star Trek stuff. Where is it? What, the Orville? Yeah, I mean, where can you watch it? It's on FX. I don't know if you can get it on box sets. Right. Or catch-up or whatever. It might be on catch-up. Yeah, I don't think it's on any streaming things, but okay. it was on FX. You might still be able to get it all. So is it all like comedy? Oh, it's weird. It started as that. Mm. But it still wasn't... Didn't. Best way to describe it is like Ghostbusters. Mm. I suppose, but it doesn't quite lean into the comedy quite so much as Ghostbusters does. But it's probably that sort of level of it's a, ser- a straight story oh, okay. with comedic elements. It feels more like what people in space would be like. Mm. But it's not quite Red Dwarf, it's not quite Star Trek, it's somewhere in the middle. Oh, right. But yeah, I really like it and I really like the score as well and the theme's great mm. and it's quite nice to listen to when I'm doing the robots because, mm. you know, it's kind of sci-fi and it's got a robot in it. Okay. So, yeah, spoiler. Mm. Not really. He's in it from the beginning. Uh, yeah, I really like the Orville. I recommend it. I mean, I like Star Trek: The Next Generation, which is a big bonus on it. Mm. I think because it's very much got that feel of it. Mm. But it's definitely worth checking out. So, is there a green duck in a nappy in it? No, not so far. Good. Well, I remember. No, there's a blob of ooze voiced by Norm Macdonald. By who? Norm Macdonald. Captain Hollister. No. That's Matt McDonald. Oh. I'm friends with him on Facebook. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> Never met him, but you know. <laughs> he obviously just needed to get his numbers up. He's in Aliens. He is in Aliens. Or oh, Special Edition. Special Edition. And uh, and he's in Batman, Tim Burton's. He's one of Joker's goons. Bloody hell, he is, isn't he? Yeah. Because I won't, actually, it's his story to tell, so I won't. <laughs> But yeah, um, so yeah, yeah no, sorry. Soundtrack. So that's that's what I like, mm. and um, the Blade Runner soundtrack's good as well. Yeah, um, the twenty forty nine one's quite good as well. Although mm. it's got actual songs in it as well, which kind of takes me out of it mm. a little bit. I kind of preferred it if they put the actual songs just separate at the end. Mm. But um, but yeah, no, I really like that. I listen to you know for want of a better term, lyric music sometimes, but it's got to be more gentle stuff. Mm. So like your slower Springsteen albums, all that sort of thing. 
Um, and yeah, other times I'm just watching telly. But but yeah, for me. So rule of thumb, though, it's something that you're like not if you're watching TV at the time. It's something you're familiar with. Something you don't really have to concentrate. Generally, yeah, or like some, a comfort movie. Something, something that Catherine wants to watch that I'm only half interested in. Mm. Um, but Sam did ask a question. Sam Webster. Hi, Sam. Um, do you find the music you're listening to has to match the scene you're drawing? For example, a hard-hitting, fist-pumping metal soundtrack for fight scenes, but a slow, quiet, acoustic breakup playlist for solemn moments? <clears throat> no, but there are certain kinds of music I can't listen to while, for instance, live drawing. I mean, I have been known to try Metallica when I'm live drawing, and that doesn't work. Because it's not matching, the, it's not matching the mood of the, of the room, I suppose. You tried any Marvin Gaye or Barry White? <laughs> Let's get it on. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I've been on live speaker once <laughs> just to get her clothes off. Just as somebody, just as the guy is just roaming, you're just like wom 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 wom. Take a wah wah. <laughs> Got soundtracks to all the best porn films. <laughs> Um, no, I, I, I've, I've never deliberately put on a kind of music of what I'm drawing, you know, to, to match what I'm drawing. Um, but I can see how that would affect it absolutely. Yeah, for me, I kind of, like I say was picking the Orville theme soundtrack or yeah. something sci-fi. If I'm doing something sci-fi inflected, I try mm. to get that general gist. But, but yeah, it's not the be-all and end-all. Mm. But it's just a good excuse to listen to film scores as well. I used to listen to film scores when I wrote as well. Because mm. there's no words to sort of pull you out and you can kind of, again, not ignore it, but just drift away from it a little bit. Mm. I would be tempted. If I was to draw a dinosaur, we would be tempted to put Jurassic Park theme tune on. That'd be quite cool. Yeah. I have the soundtrack to the first two films. Hmm. I got a subscription music um, thingy. Nice. I just buy CDs. Old school. It's the collector in me. (laughs) If I don't physically have it, I don't own it. Although with iTunes meant to be going, I don't know how I'm meant to get. And, you know, there'd be no CD drive on my laptop. I don't know how I'm supposed to make things digital anymore. (laughs) They're constantly finding ways to fuck us over. I really want to get a record player. Yeah. Because they released the Transformers TV soundtrack. Oh, what? On vinyl. Mm. But only on vinyl. Blimey. Bastard. Alright, nobody likes to show off. Go on for Christmas. Love it. I've got a whack on Cintiq 16. Show up. No, I'll have to show off. <laughs> I've recently got borrowing off a guy at work the original pressing of both Wish You Were Here and uh, Dark Side of the Moon. Nice. Original pressing. Good quality, good, um, good condition as well. Yeah, I've got the CDs, but... Mm. Be nice. Oh, comes back to Lee. Now I'm trying to convince the wife that we should redo the garden and get one of those really long shed office studio things. It's like a summer house thing. Yeah. So I can just have a space in the garden. I can fuck off and leave her alone. Take all my Lego with me. And what was her reaction? Surely she said, "Absolutely, let's go. Let's go get one now." Mm, it's, it's it's a work in progress. Mm. So, but. The only trouble is, I'll get it, and it'll be out there, but I'll never use it. It'll be like your studio upstairs. Oh, no, I've been using that a lot recently. Have you? She'll change the locks of the house. She'll get in there, she'll change the locks. She did tell me I could fucking sleep in it. (laughs) To be fair. 
Well, we kind of want a shed because I'm spending a fortune in storage for the True Believers. Though. Mm -hmm. So I want to try and be able to get rid of that and have something a bit more permanent. But I quite like to have a proper workspace. Just for my own... Masturbation. Yeah, somewhere I can look at porn. Without <laughs> being bothered by the kids. <laughs> it's got lots of windows so people can watch me. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it was steamy if you just see your hands stuck up in the window. That's Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, well, you know, she won't let me build an extension on the house because they're like 90 grand. What about a conservatory? Well, I'd quite like a conservatory. What I quite like to do, this is going to get really boring now, is have like a nice big shed studio workspace thing, then a bit of decking that's covered over. You're listening to Home Improvers Podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Garden Design. <laughs> so I'm, I'm tempted to knock up some like rough drawings and show her what I'm going for and see if I can win her over that way. <laughs> Andy, design my garden. <laughs> Use layers. <laughs> I look at the garden you designed. You know what you need to do? You need more layers. <laughs> so next time you're asking me about my layers, I can be like, out there? <laughs> look, it's tiered. <laughs> I don't use layers. As I said, please comment about layers. So, But yeah, so I suppose you've got a unlimited stream of music you can dig into then yeah if you fancy the jaws if I theme fancy you can it, just... sometimes it that that's that's the problem that you got too much to cut you too much choice and this is like, what do i listen to and same with having all these subscription services for movies as well if i'm going to sit down and fancy watching a movie while i'm drawing it'll take me 10 minutes to decide what to watch oh that's a film i want to watch while we're talking we'll talk about when we were uh, on things from mm -hmm. netflix Okay. Because, yeah, I do the same thing on Netflix. Mm. Or I'll watch something. Fucking Jessica Jones and Punisher Season 2 is on there, and I still haven't watched them. Yeah. You haven't watched any of the Marvel Netflix shows, have you? No. Uh, the first few seasons of, of S.H.I.E.L.D. But I don't know if it's on Netflix, is it? No. That was... no. I'm talking Daredevil, Luke Cage, no. Iron Fist, Jessica Jones. I've heard very good things Punisher. about Punisher. But no, I've first seen... season is really good. I haven't watched the second one yet. I, I don't tend to watch a lot of kind of seriously dra like dramas, really. I'm slowly going off serialised mm. telly. I'm starting to swing more Mac into the fuck it, I'll wait and buy the box set. Yeah. No, I just, I, I'd like something light so I can have Mainly the because background. they're pissing me off with the story arcs. Because mm. they're just needlessly dragging things out. It's like if you were doing your book, but in one of these TV programmes, at a certain point, for no real reason, you'd just like, you know, precariously hover a drink over your fucking thing you're drawing on. Just so you can wipe the whole thing out, just to add drama for three more fucking episodes. Mm. That's essentially all it is. It's the Flash doing things he wouldn't normally fucking do, just because they need it's to fucking platform. drag the story out. Yeah, and it's really pissing me off. I don't get why they can't just tighten things up a little bit. There's no shame in saying we don't need a full twenty-two episodes. Chopsticks. Oh, we gone right off music. We really did. I love that. Well, the chopsticks is a song. That's from Big. And we're back on the film soundtracks. <laughs> Sorry for everyone who obviously can't see. I've just picked up. I thought it was some really posh pens in your. No, that's what Edward brought me back from the Studio Ghibli ones. 
Oh, awesome! You've got Totoro on them. They are really smart. I know. I just could never use them because no. they're too cool. Yes. Plus, you don't know how to use chopsticks. Well, that too. <laughs> if I was meant to use chopsticks, why have I got a drawer full of forks? <laughs> you don't give a fork. <laughs> oh, the good place. Right, let's go back. Yeah, so... Have we got much else we can say about music? Music? Well, <laughs> no. Yes, we listen to it while we draw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've completely exhausted the subject of so, music in general. Any like standout recommendations for music you'd recommend for people? Um, something you're very familiar with, something that kind of comforts you if you like, something that doesn't take you out of your drawing zone. So, I, I was meaning more specific. So, like, yeah, I, like the Thor Ragnarok soundtrack, or the, I said the Gladiator. Um, you did theme. The Guardians of the Galaxy albums are very good. They're always good to listen to. The music ones or the score ones? Uh, no, the actual songs, the actual uh, music ones, not score ones. Although, um, I can't listen to the main theme of Guardians of the Galaxy without thinking of David Hasselhoff now. Because they, his song mixes that in. Yeah. It just, you know, it's got bloody him rapping over it. <laughs> um, Blade Runner. Um, as, you, as you said, a lot of film scores are a very good point, actually. Um, Blade Runner is really, really good. I tend to find with film scores that you get a nice eclectic mix of music. Mm. So you get the action, you get the romantic theme. Mm. The um, first Sheryl Crow album, very nice. Tuesday Night Music Club. That's a really that, good album. That the big one, the Change Will Do You Good. No, that is Sheryl Crow, Sheryl Crow. And this one is um, that's the one I borrowed off you for ages. Then finally bought my own copy, and I've never listened to my own <laughs> copy. Cheese uh, Night Music so much. Cheese Night Music Club has got um, all I want to do is, is, is on um, but the others change to do is on the second album. Mm. That's a nice little album. Um, last one I set, I suppose. Um, I listened to that not long ago. Lisa Loeb, Nine Stories, fantastic to listen to because it's really qu- quaint and kind of nice and gentle what are your feelings on Sting's loot albums um, or his team up with Shaggy I'm not more into <laughs> Shaggy to be honest <laughs> get out you can't defend some people <laughs> um, yeah for me it's film scores um, like I say Elfman's Batman theme the Batman soundtrack and Batman Returns I has got some great tracks on it as well um, to be fair, the Batman Forever score is really good as well. Hmm. I can't remember who it was, but they were looking through some of the film scores that I had, and they're like, "That film was shit. Why have you got that?" It's like because the music was fucking great. Is that the one with "Hold Me, Throw Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me"? Or was that the other that one? That is I've... the song one, but yeah, the actual score one. Yeah, you know. That's where it's all. They're on the. Uh, they on an oil rig at one point on that movie. It's Joker's, uh, not Joker, Riddler's Island at the end, and that, yeah, where his factory kind of is or something. Green, yeah, luminous. It's where all the stuff from the box is going, mm. where he's reading people's minds. You're listening to the Nerds Breakdown, Batman Forever. <laughs> <laughs> it was shit. Not, it's it's kind of a nice film to watch. Though it is, it was a crap film, but it, it's, it's. I watchable. loved it when it came out. Yeah, I mean, Batman and Robin, however. Yeah, I've, we've had long conversations about Batman and Robin because we've both. I was think I was hanging out with you before I went to watch it because then you had to go back to college because mm. I bought the make it off book and there's that picture of Bane grabbing Batman from behind. I was like, this film is going to be amazing based on this one still image. Mm. <laughs> it's kind of like afterwards, like, how was it? I was like, oh, shit. 
<laughs> but there's still spawn. Oh. Is that at the same time? It might have been a year later. It was 97 and possibly 98 for Spawn. Don't think I've seen that film since I saw it at the cinema. What, Spawn? Mm. I don't think I have. I think I might have watched it once on Sci-Fi Channel. Mm. The Spawn cartoon, though, is meant to be excellent. You can't get it for love nor money. I've got the V8 on VHS. Yeah, I mean on DVD, like a Mm. complete series. Is it even available on DVD? I don't think it is, no. That's what Mm. I mean. Um, I don't know if there's rights issues or what. Yeah, Yeah, because it was proper 18 certificate on there. Yeah, it was excellent. But yeah, um, the David Arnold James Bond scores are really good. I highly recommend those. What era is that? It's Tomorrow Never Dies to Quantum of Solace. Mm. It's David Arnold. David Arnold's Independence Day score is superb as well. Mm. Okay. Um, Like that 90s bombastic kind of. We'll go back to Shaggy again. Da, 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 da. What was the independence? Uh, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. What was the independence? Right, that's enough. Otherwise, we have to pay for it. Um, but yeah, and you can't ever really go wrong with John Williams. No. Jaws, Jurassic Park, Lost World, Star Wars, Superman. Yeah. Even Amistad's very good. Yeah. Um, Never seen the film. Soundtrack's good. Alan Silvestri stuff's good as well. Predator score, yeah. which I don't actually have, but I, you can listen to it on YouTube, I think. Um, the Ready Player One score's pretty good as well. Hang on, I'm trying to remember. obviously the Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. And Back to the Future. It's all Alan Silvestri. The only problem with Alan Silvestri is they all start to sound quite similar after a while. To the point where you're kind of like, this is the... It's a bit like a John Grisham book. <laughs> it's that old um, third rock from the sun <laughs> thing. Who did Robocop? Uh, I can't remember his name. It wasn't. It was a foreign name. It wasn't one of the bigs. Yeah. James Horner stuff's good as well. Mm. The Alien Three scores lovely. Mm. Bizarrely, um, Aliens has got a really good score. I tend to, if you see a film score for like two quid, it's always worth picking up. Mm. Um, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV scores are really good, but you can't buy them on CD. They're just digital. Yeah, okay. Because they've got... Where Marvel's been leaning more into the f- space stuff, they're really leaning into that retro sort of sound. Yeah, yeah, that kind of... Like the Thor Ragnarok retro sound. and The film score, I've got it on through my Amazon Music Prime thing, but you can't actually get it on CD. The Black Panther score is really good. Um, again, a bit like Ghost in the Darkness. It's got a lot of African, mm. as you'd expect... Um, aspects to the music, like like Lady Smith, Black Man, Man, Badzar, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, why not? With a bit of um, um, Paul Simon in there as well, and Pete Gabriel. Pete Gabriel did some, and Pete Gabriel I like listening to mm. when I'm drawing. Um, like I say, Springsteen I listen to a lot, obviously. Uh, but yeah, like I say, film scores are my main go-to, and film scores are the ones that I'm slowly buying a shitload of at the minute. Much to my wife's annoyance. <laughs> but it's ridiculous how expensive some film scores go on CD. Mm. But although not as expensive as they did a novelization for Footloose. And I thought that's gotta be like two quid somewhere on eBay. It's like no, it's like nearly fifty quid. Novelization? Yeah, you know when they used to do a novel version of the film oh, yeah, you can yeah. get it on video. Yeah. The only way you could re enjoy <laughs> the film was to get the novelization. The book of the movie. Yeah. I think I've got Lord of the Rings for that. Ah, cool. The book of the movie. The book of the movie of the book of the movie. Mm. Um, 
Singles is a great soundtrack as well. That Seattle grunge movement music. But no Nirvana. Mm. Guessing too expensive, maybe. Um, although I notice Nirvana songs seem to pop up a lot in soundtracks now. Yeah, I've noticed that. Um, I presume the rights have become available or something. Yeah. Courtney Love's obviously got a bit of oh, Yeah, Courtney Love's run out of money. So. Yeah. Like, you can have a Nirvana song, but you also have to put a whole song on the soundtrack. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> All right, can we have that one good whole song? <laughs> no. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Sorry, don't want Courtney Love coming after me. <laughs> Not so close to me pissing off uh, Gary Boosie. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah, so I think we answered that in a non-satisfactory kind of way. Yeah, we got there somewhere. We listen to music when we troll. Yes, is the answer. Yes, we do. Um, but yeah, though I think we threw out some recommendations as well film scores man you just can't go wrong it's like classical music for cool people it is quite classical music though isn't it I mean it well there's that whole radio station that's launched it's only a digital one but I think it's now if you go back from BBC One on certainly on Sky Q I don't know about on old school Sky Ones but it's a Scala radio Scala yeah but it's just all classical music oh right but I got the app on my phone. But yes, I think it's the last radio station channel on Sky as well. Mm, interesting. But and they do because Mark Commode has a show on it. Simon Mayo's on it every day as well. Mm. But they do a lot of classical and film scores as well. Mm. My so. mate, um, Chris, you've met. Hi, Chris. He um, he had an email read out on the Simon Mayo movie show on the on the um, five. No, oh, cool. I've had two. Oh yeah. Sadly, one when they weren't there. One for Despicable Me 2, which was the first film Jack saw at the cinema. Mm. Oh, no, I've had a few air down there, actually. Um, I had one, Jack wouldn't, no, Daniel wouldn't go to sleep, but then Mark Commode started talking on the radio, and he seemed to find that soothing, <laughs> and fell asleep, and then the news came on, and it woke him up again. Uh, one, I was listening to the Bond concert thing they did as part of their show. And it was mine and Catherine's 10th anniversary. So it was like we were listening to it together, although Catherine had fucked off by that point. Because <laughs> she got bored quite quickly. Um, Is this to do with the music or afterwards? The music and just, you know, it was a great way for a Bond fan to celebrate his 10th wedding anniversary. Yeah. Even though his wife wasn't that keen anymore. Uh, <laughs> on both the wedding and the... <laughs> um, yeah, one for Despicable Me 2 and one for G.I. Joe Retaliation. <laughs> yeah, I have lived. I've lived a life, my friend. Sorry. Oh, that, that was Edith Bowman on that show. Sorry, Chris. Stuart wins. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> I've done it, haven't I? I've fucking stolen Chris's moment. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Okay, let's talk about films then. Okay, look. So Maybe we just do that. Well, I was, we talked about the music. Okay. So recently... Because I don't think we've recorded since Endgame. Have we not? I don't think I bet we, we haven't. So we might do some spoilers on Endgame. Oh, I haven't seen it now. To be fair, it's in... Yeah, and they'll be going again when it comes back out with the stuff in the end credits. Which is next week. I know, Jack wants to go and see it again. Because oh, I've only it. seen it once. Is it just the end credits that are extra? I believe so. Oh, okay. I think there's like deleted scenes and some behind-the-scenes stuff possibly in the end credits. Uh-huh. I don't think there's anything different in the main body of film. Oh, okay. But they'd tell you that, wouldn't they? Yeah. 
just so you weren't rocking it. I, they just want to knock Avatar off the top. That's exactly why they're doing it. Because um, Avatar got released, didn't it? Probably. With Avatar came out minutes. in 3D when it was like £5 more a ticket to watch yeah. it in 3D. And I'm going to say it, Avatar's pretty shit. I tried watching it recently and I didn't get through it. I got a bit bored. I think... I didn't even get I think if you watched it in 3D at the cinema, it was amazing. Yeah. But when you watch it on... Blu-ray on a non-3D thing, and there's got 15 minutes of him just stood around going, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> you just kind of, yeah, you probably could have. Sounds like my sex life. <laughs> <laughs> Soundtrack to your sex life. Um, yeah, you probably could have cut that stuff out for the non-3D release. Um, but yeah, so Endgame. Mm. We'll do a brief thing, like I say, we'll probably do spoilers. If you're one of the like three people who hasn't seen it go back and watch it and knock Avatar off the top spot because fuck Avatar yeah I said it I said it <laughs> Avatar and Bleeding Cool they are my two wars <laughs> oh I saw you put that about Bleeding Cool what what's what, what I just grinded your gears <laughs> here's what grinds my gears <laughs> and no it's just recently like they do stories they did one that was purely based off somebody's tweet one of the Batman artists I can't remember what it was, but he said that, you know, he never should have married, or Catwoman was never right for him. And they turned that into a fucking new story. Mm. And then there was one the other day where they pulled up the LA Times for saying the actual main body of the article got it right, but the thing they put out said that Marvel cancels Vertigo. Right. So then Bleeding Cool did a whole story on that, and then did the thing at the bottom of, like, of course you'll never get misinformation from Bleeding Cool. I was like, well, that's fucking wrong. Yeah. <laughs> But I couldn't pull up any fucking incidents because I couldn't remember which one they're in. And they just piss me off. They're so fucking smug, and they're never gonna fucking do anything for us or true believers. So <laughs> I can fucking say it. Do you see that that thing where people um, people were protesting Netflix to to cancel Good Omens? Good Omens. Yeah, because I liked Amazon's thing of we'll, uh, <laughs> if you do that, we'll cancel Stranger yeah, Things. Genius. Because it was on the last leg, um, Alex Brooker said what they oh, should have done was take it off for three days, then put it back on and say it was a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Just to fuck with the Christians. <laughs> but yeah, so... Yeah, that's my war on bleeding cool anyway. So I just... Fuck them, I fucking hate them. <laughs> I hate their bullshit media. They rarely do anything about comics, and then when they do, it's all the sensationalist bullshit. Mm. They just, uh, yeah. I'm not giving them any more fucking rich Johnson. What? What? Yeah. You made me angry. Anyway, Endgame. <laughs> I can't really remember it now. It's ages ago. <laughs> it's one of those ones that I came out of it and I was like, I was satisfied yet felt unsatisfied. So but, I told him my sex type. Yes. How many times have you seen it? Once. Mm. Um, but then I've been remembering bits. It's like. I got tingles in my head when I remembered the on your left bit. Mm. Just before all the portals open, you just hear Falcon's yeah. voice crack through. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, there was nothing more amazing than watching that at the cinema because I went with... I had to go offline for like three days because I couldn't go till the Friday because Jack and Daniel wanted to see it. Mm. And there was nothing more amazing than Mjolnir flying through the air and landing in Cap's hand That's and then just good. hearing a child next yeah. to go... <gasps> And just go right forward in his chair and just bless have a him. massive grin on his face. And I was like, that is what fucking film should be. Yeah, bless him. And he was just completely into it from there. And it was like, that made that moment so much fucking better. 
There's lightning in a bottle. It'll never be the same again. Mm. I'll try it. I'll be like, it's going to be that bit, Dan. Like, yeah, I don't give a fuck now. <laughs> Dan's great to watch films with because he gets really stuck into them. Is he? He wanted Let's to watch see. that A Dog's Purpose. The Dennis Quaid one where the dog comes back in a different dog's body each time he dies. When he's reborn, he's reborn as a different dog. Oh. But it's all right. It's multi feel-good stuff. A quantum leap of the dogs. Yeah, but with with the dog. Mm. But yeah, he got really stuck into that. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. Bad, wasn't it? This is why you haven't been on for a month. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so... How did you feel about it? Satisfied? Um, I still have niggles. Yeah, no, I, I did have a few niggles with it. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I didn't enjoy it as much as Infinity Stones, Infinity War, whatever it's called. <laughs> I can't remember the name of that. <laughs> it's a uh, massive movie, but you know. Yeah, that one. Um, but cause there were a few things that I, I kind of convinced myself were going to be in it, and they weren't in it. Mainly um, Hulk. I was very disappointed what they did with Hulk. I was disappointed that neither Hulk nor Nebula had a big showdown with Thanos. Yeah, I was hoping after that bit in um, Infinity, uh, with where Thor basically beats the crap out Thanos. of Hulk straight away. Who did I say? Thor. Thor. Yeah, Thanos. Th. Th. One of the others, Thurs. Uh, Thanos beats the shit out of Hulk. I thought, well, obviously they're doing that so they can lead on to something. Obviously, they're going to come back. It's going to be rah, and you know, it's going to be great. It's going to get a couple of points in it, and it never happened. And in fact, there was no Hulk smash in it at all. No, he's just notably absent from yeah a lot of the battle. He was just a he, that's just it. He was a comedy. He was a bit of a comedy turn in the movie, and so was Thor. Yeah, he, he I was playing for laughs, and I thought, well, they're the two strongest characters, and they're playing for laughs. And there was a few. I had more bit... issue with Thor because I just kind of felt like we'd done that with Thor before. I get it that mm. you know he didn't deliver the killing blow that would have saved everybody, mm. and he's dealing with that. But at the same time, it's kind of like, don't we go through this in every Thor film? Mm. It's like Thor Ragnarok. He lost his hammer, so he doubted his powers, and you know it took. Well, I mean, that was funnier. Mm. Um, it seems like you have a very special relationship with your hammer. <laughs> hammer pulls you off. <laughs> you let your hammer pull you off. Uh, I'm not sure what accent we're doing? Actually. No, I don't either. <laughs> Diplomatic um, immunity. I think it's kind of like, even though I don't watch it, I think it's a little bit of Game of Thrones syndrome. Is that you're never going to be wholly satisfied with an ending because it's the end. Mm. It's never going to end the way you want it to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So I think there's always going to be that sort of element to it. Yeah. Because by their very nature, no ending is truly satisfying. Kind of a post-orgasmic kind of disappointment. Yeah. Oh, it's not finished now. <laughs> Better go clean up. Kind of thing. Don't pretend that. Your reaction to all of that now is, oh, thank God that's over. <laughs> Get back to drawing. <laughs> so I've done literally. my it's civic like duty. <laughs> <laughs> Tick it off. <laughs> See you in a month. <laughs> yeah, I think just by their very nature, endings always leave you wanting more. So there's always a certain unsatisfying element to mm. it. And with something that you've been invested in for so long. Because I kind of just wanted it to end at Tony and Pepper's wedding. Yeah, Everybody there, mm. happy and alive. Mm. Um, certain things that did bother me, I the whole five years later thing, bugs the shit out of me mm. it just doesn't 
it raises so many questions. <laughs> there, there was a lot of questions raised in the whole thing, the whole time travel thing, which bothered me for a little bit, but oh, you've kind of get over that. Yeah, I figure they're either going to address it or they're not. Yeah. Things um, will just move on. Um, also the cap like, thing bothered me, but then I read a thing that made sense hmm. that he lived out in a separate timeline. And then used the, then the, used pin, the pin particles, particles come back to this yeah, timeline. Uh, there's a lot of kind of power inconsistencies. Now we're getting really geeky now, but there was a, a lot of kind of power inconsistencies. What's that? What's that phrase in the movie industry that means a device used to to to, to cover a plot? A MacGuffin. A MacGuffin. Yeah. Well, the powers are kind of they're they're there when the plot needs them to be. You know, you've always like, had that though, even with like Superman. Yeah. He's like super speed, unless you need a character to die to move the story forward. In which yeah, case, absolutely. It's like like Captain, you know, like Captain Marvel, for instance, when you had that all the women united kind of thing. Because surely Captain Marvel. Which that was a scene that taught people. Yeah, it really. Was. Have you seen the um, how it should have ended? For that. It's just kind of like it's all yes, the women there. It's yeah. like we've got. He was like, actually, I just took out a spaceship. I got this. <laughs> Have you seen the alternative one they released yesterday? Uh, no, Jack was watching it earlier, so I sort yeah, of seen good. it in bits. That's good. Um, but it's the same with <laughs> like so, yes, Wong. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, we, we've got um, in Infinity Wars, for instance, um, you've got you know they're all struggling until Paul turns up with with Stormbreaker, and it's like yeah, you know, obviously he's really hard. And the, the second film, he's got both Milnia and Stormbreaker, but not as powerful. Yeah, yeah, it's say it's like the Power Stones seem to work slightly differently as well. Yeah, depending on what they need it to do in the story. There's a bit in Infinity War because there's the whole thing in the how it should have ended is that why didn't they just use the Time Stone go back slightly and save Tony? Yeah, absolutely. But I think you've got, even though it's not explicitly said, you could always bring Tony back. Spoilers, Tony dies. You could always bring Tony back by just doing some kind of like, oh, he still had the nanotech in him. It just took yeah. a little bit longer to work kind or, of thing. Or he could have uploaded his, his consciousness into a computer and he could be the AI or something. See, he should be the new Jarvis. Yeah. Although he has then taken a female actress's work job by... Because Peter Parker's Jarvis is... Paul Bett and his wife. Can't think of a name there. Is it Friday? No, Friday's in Tony's suit. In it. Oh, fucking. What's her name? Mrs. Bethany. Keep going. Bethany. Um, Bethany. Please say her name's Bethany. No, it's. It's like a really famous fucking actress as well. Um, Julia Roberts. <laughs> the other really famous. Oh, Sharon Stone. Okay, this could go on a while. Um... Jennifer, Jennifer, Helen Jennifer, Jennifer, Jennifer Connolly, Connolly. Thank you. Is it really? Yes. But she was in the labyrinth. Why did you just say that? Because I, I didn't know she was married to Paul Bettany. Yeah, you know my feelings on labyrinth. Shut up. It's shit. Fuck you, Stuart. It's for fucking hipster douchebaggers who think they're cool. Fuck you, Stuart. That's another movie that had a lot of in my growing up. That's why I married my wife. She reminded me a hoggle. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. Oh, dear. Could have been worse. <laughs> She's my special Ludo. <laughs> I do use Ludo. You're not sleeping on my sofa. <laughs> <laughs> Grab the Ludo title of your sex life. <laughs> she reminds uh, me of David Bowie. Yeah, and um, you can always de-age Cap, because I get the feeling he's sticking around in this timeline, whether he'll be there or not. All right. In every film. Mm. 
well, it kind of makes sense if you use the pin particles. The whole thing was that he lived out that timeline till Peggy died, and that's when he chose the time to come back. Yeah. Because obviously he'd outlive her anyway, because he's got super serum. Tight me sex tape. Mm-hmm. We've got to stop making that joke. Um, so, yeah, I quite like the idea that maybe he'll still be around in a cameo basis as old man Cap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he's given oh, Sam the shield, but Sam's got no super serum in him. No. Super serum just sounds oh, dirty. Maybe Cap inserts some super serum into him. <laughs> Could be. Take a wah wah. <laughs> when Captain America throws his mighty shield. <laughs> um, yeah, and then on. So I think that's Endgame. I think yeah. we can agree. I think I'm going to enjoy it a lot more the second time. I'm looking forward to seeing it again. I'm also looking forward to seeing Captain Marvel again as well, which I should hopefully have in my post box in the next few weeks. When's yeah, that? Yeah, Couple of weeks time, beginning of July, isn't it, or middle of July, sometime in July. Mm. You're actually getting a Marvel movie when it comes out. I've already bought it. Oh, I got some voucher, mum's and vouchers for my um, birthday, and I pre-ordered a few things. Um, yeah, and then on the home video front, a film that I wasn't sure I totally enjoy, given that I've hated the last four or five. Bumblebee. Yeah. So you lent that to me on Blu-ray. I did. You, I thought it was lovely. I thought it was great, great film. I thought it was great. Good, fun, family. It had that proper ambling feel. Yeah, it did. Um, great film. It sounds weird to say, but I think if I'd watched it at the age that it's aimed at, so like mm. 12, 13, I would totally be in love with Hayley Steinfeld. Mm. As I'm like 14, she's still like somewhere in her 20s. It's mm. just creepy and wrong. But Did you cheer when they played? You got the touch. I did. A bit on great. the nose, but I did. I loved it. But the only thing that I mean a couple of niggles with it Cliff Jumper was a niggle oh he didn't last very long did he well no it's, and it's kind of like why bring in a robot I recognise just to kill him yeah. spoilers for Bumblebee and um I kind of wish they'd moved away from the Bay films mm. kept him as a VW bug maybe let him keep his voice mm. um, I love the G Gen 1 robots that's what they should have looked like all fucking long. I loved it. I, it was yeah when he drove next to the Prime in his truck. Yeah, I that was awesome. But I read a thing because I was kind of like, this is perfect. This is what the Transformers movie should be now. It's the mm. right balance between human and Transformer. But they're on about going back because it didn't make as much money as the other ones. Oh, I, all right. I think that's more Transformers fatigue than the film. Yeah, I totally agree. Because the last. I've not been able to see the whole of the last one. Was it the last night? First no night? Absolute fucking dog shit what I saw. Was that the time travel when they go back to... It's where King they had Arthur. Hot Rod in it and he was French. Is he? And it made no fucking sense. Because mm-hmm. the thing with Bumblebee talking through music is that he's essentially the film version of Retgar, mm. who could only talk TV. Uh, we number of not mini bombs. Yeah, Retgar. Um... But yeah, I think they built a really nice thing to build on. Keep it in the 80s and just ignore the Michael Bay films mm. and start your own new continuity, soft reboot kind of job. But by making him a Camaro at the end. Yeah. And um, Yeah, I don't know, but they seem to be saying that they want to go back more towards the Bay films and have more explosive action and that sort of thing. And I thought they got the balance right in this one. Hmm. Oh, good fun, but yeah, I enjoyed it. 
I'd be quite happy if they never made another one, to be perfectly honest, but we know that's not going to happen. No, not at all. It's a cash cow. It is. And I'm sure as they're trying to build their Hasbro universe, mm. they'll bring back G.I. Joe, and they're meant to be making a mask film, aren't they? Are they? As in... Is it Mike, is Michael Bay making a mask movie? I don't know. As in, your Jeep pops open and a speedboat fires yep, out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Mask, not as in Jim Carrey mask. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or share mask. <laughs> um... But yeah, anything else? What did you think? uh, Something I've been talking about a while. What did you think of what we do in the shadows? I liked it. I didn't love it. Right. You said, though, that the more you think about it, the more you liked it. Yes. The more I replay things. Yeah. Like the gags and that. I mean, even before I'd seen it, I always loved the werewolves, not swearwolves. Mm. Because I'd seen that clip. And it was the one everybody kept going on about. And I like the thing where they go to the vampire disco. With the, the beast. Oh, the party at the end. Yeah, where they brought a human into it. Yeah, <laughs> the beast. Um, I didn't realise quite how much had spun off of that. Mm. You've got the What We Do in the Shadow series. They did a series on the two police officers. Did they? Yeah. Um, they're meant to be doing one on the werewolves. The werewolves, yeah. Werewolves, not swearwolves. Um I didn't realise they were doing a, a movie from the police. Officers. It's not a movie, it was a TV series. Oh, I didn't know that. What yeah. that one up? I think it ran. I don't know where where it's available to that, watch. That was a great scene. Oh, hang on, what we got there? No fire alarm. <laughs> they got the dog that they think... <laughs> That's oh, it. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so my favourite line from that film is when they're going to the party and one of the vampires doesn't want to go because it's, it's his ex-girlfriend. What are you doing? I'm going to stay here on the internet and do my evil bidding. What are you bidding on? A table. <laughs> I like the running gag about Taiko Oichi's vampire. Mm. He keeps hitting the vessel <laughs> in the main vein. Yeah. <laughs> so so he's... And the fact that that one vampire doesn't change into animals because he can't get their faces right anymore. <laughs> it's like a cat with a human face. <laughs> Oh, that's great. I can watch it over and over again. Yeah, but I've just finished the though. TV series, and I think it's a bit of a slow starter, but it gets fantastic. It gets as funny as the movie. Because I watched a load of films. I can't remember what else I watched that day. I watched most of the Jack Ryan films I rewatched. so Hunt mm. for Red October, which I fucking love Hunt for Red October, and Clear and Present Danger, which I absolutely fucking love as well. Then I watched Patriot Games yesterday, because it was on, and I watched some of All Fears not long ago. Mm. Um I can't think what else I watched. When I watched What We Do in the Shadows, I watched a few things. I watched the documentary about the Fire Festival on Netflix. Okay, yeah. Really good watch. Is that the festival that never happened or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where they, like, massively oversold it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which, you know, from an event organiser point of view, was kind of like, yeah. So it's worth watching? Yeah. I'll give that a go then. Although there's one guy in it who... You, I think you're meant to feel sorry for him because, you know, he bought a ticket, he went there and that, but then... He's like, yeah, so because we didn't want anybody around us, we were just slashing the tents around us. It's kind of, you're a prick, man, because there weren't enough tents to go around and then you're sabotaging the other ones just because you don't want people in your fucking vicinity. Bloody hell. You fucking dick. Mm. And, you know, the guy who stole everybody's money is a massive bellend. But that guy, just, (laughs) you're my villain of the movie. Um, I honestly think, I can't think what else I've watched. I watched loads of stuff in one. This is a problem when you watch a lot of films in one day. Mm. And you're old. You can't fucking remember what you watched. <laughs> I watched Venom. What do you think of Venom? Um, 
Yeah, some good bits in it. It was a bit... Shit, but enjoyable, isn't it? Yeah, one of them, really. Like, well, I mean, everyone was going on at the best bit is the is the, 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 the banter between him and the suit, which was, that was the best bit in it. Yeah, I think Tom Hardy made that film. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was all right. It was okay. It's no Into the Spider-Verse. Not at all. Nope. But... But yeah, so that's we're really smooth at this, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. With our awkward plodding as I tick things off. <laughs> um, well, one cool comic thing, and also film related, is the Batman film adaptation, the nineteen eighty nine ones, coming back out in hardback. Oh like, wow! Like fifty odd extra pages. I love this. Mm. You ever looked at that? Yeah, I think I, I think I used to own it. Yeah. But yeah. So that's coming back out in hardback Who's at the, the end of the year. Um, it's Jerry Aldway. Awesome. Well, I used to love the movie adaptations. I had Predator 2. They always had massive scenes missing, but then little extra bits that weren't in the film. Mm. I remember, suddenly remember, that I had the top trading cards of this way before... I saw the movie. Yep, same. Because every kid in the playground had them. Yeah, because I remember couldn't, we couldn't. I couldn't work out. I was trying to make up the story of why. You know the bit. Why he was half white, half yeah. skin. Yeah. Some of those top trading cards fucking terrified me. The one of him electrocuting the guy. Yeah. And it's just the pictures of his face going red where he's about to catch fire. I was like, "Fuck me!" This Batman movie kind of looks scary. So where's, but, where's his goons? Why, are you going to try and see if you can spot Matt McDonald? Captain Hollister. He'd be one of the ones in the back. No, that might be the Matt McDonald one. Oh, okay. I don't think they went into that much detail on the background mm. characters. But, but yeah, so that's, that's cool. Is he the one that Joker shoots? Or was that a no, it's Bob? Bob. Is, it, is it Bob? He shoots Bobby Bob. shoots. Because Bob didn't tell him he had a Batwing. Is that him? Quite possibly. There's there's a couple in that that. But yeah, I kind of miss comic movie adaptations. Yeah. Um, right then, let's do some recommends before okay. we do the plugs and shout outs. So, recommend a film people should check out. Some not very obvious. Just any film that you've watched recently or that you've always loved that you that isn't Robocop. Can I say what we do in the shadows? You can say what we do, do in the that. shadows. Do that, watch it, it's great. Then watch the TV series, it's fantastic. Um, I know Vince has been plugging it. Vince did a piece of art from what he we did, do in the yeah. shadows, which is fantastic, from the TV series. But now give it a go. It's on um, Amazon Prime. It's also, at the moment, it's on iPlayer as well. I mean, cool. for the rest of the month, I think. But give it a go. It is hilarious. I am going to plug Hearts Beat Loud. Yep, I also There's saw that. one I watched recently. Yeah, I watched that as well. And then hunted down the soundtrack for. Yeah, I, I listened to the soundtrack on Spotify. Yeah. Very good. Very good. It's just a really good film. It's one of those films, a bit like High Fidelity in that I can see it becoming my one of my go-to repeat watches. Mm. I've already watched it a couple of times. It's just one of those easy-to-watch yeah. films. It could fall slightly, possibly, into the hipstery kind of thing. Yeah, a bit like Juno. But... It's not quite as... Juno's not aged well. 
No, I've not seen Juno for a few years. I caught a bit of it. I was never a massive Juno fan anyway, so I might not be the best. Yeah. It was one of those ones that I quite like it, but Juno had, this one's got a bit more of a DIY techie sort of soundtrack, mm. whereas Juno had that very sort of indie kind of... Mm-hmm. Hipster douchebag, proto-hipster mm. douchebag kind of music. You liked the soundtrack, didn't you? Mm. I did. <laughs> and recommend a comic. You okay, you asked me this earlier. Um, you go first. Too Much Coffee Man is going to be my pick. It was my thing in the mailer, and I've been flicking back through my omnibus edition, title of my sex tape. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I just love, still love Too Much Coffee Man. This is something I want to try and do in each episode now. We're going to recommend a film and a comic, and maybe a CD that people should check out. Okay, okay. Uh, my comic will be um, Ultimate Spider-Man. The whole run? The whole run. It's just great. Um, I, I've got very I almost a full run between one and I think it's when it stopped before it started again with Mars Moranis. Although I did get a few with Mars Moranis in it. That yeah, because it was Spidey. Peter Parker originally, wasn't it? It was Peter Parker originally, yeah. Because um, it's Ultimate Spider-Man's got that great thing in it where he's talking to Jean Grey. And Jean Grey says something like, congratulations, you're the first person not to think about me naked. And then there's that panel with yeah, nothing, and then it's it. just like, until now. <laughs> uh, it's just great. It's just good fun. It's a nice humour to it. It's completely standalone. Um, it's a nice twist on some of the characters. Uh, it's great. Really good. Really good fun to what to read. Um, yeah, cool. I was going to say a few, but if we're going to do it, I won't. I won't. Um, we'll, we'll do a different one each time. I think won't, and then yeah. we can still keep our comic card in the. I won't shoot my loot in my load deck. just yet. And then, so let's do some shout-outs. So let's plug some people and some things we've got coming up. Okay. So, BAM is coming up. BAM! I'll be at BAM in, in Bath. In Bath on the, com- comedy Small Press Day. Comedy? 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 Yeah. Come a chameleon. Come a chameleon, yeah. We are um, really good at plugs. We're brilliant. Um, it's a free event. It's in Bath. I'll be there. As will be the awesome boys. And no brow. And and no brow and John Tucker. How do you pronounce no brow? Because I have someone no on Is it's not it's not no brow. No brow. It's not no bro. No brow. Because oh, I heard somebody call it no bro the other day. Who called it no bro? Sounds like some douchebag. <laughs> yeah, are you checking out those new books from No Bro? <laughs> it's got a W on the end. That's what I thought. Or else Tony will know. It's no brow. Did you not listen to the Tony episode? He said Tony no bro. So no bro. <laughs> That's a sorry Tony. I go like a right dickhead. It is no bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't remember what I was talking about though. Um, bam. Yeah, you're, um, you're going to be at Bam. Yeah, John Tucker, and if you have a people, uh, oh, Steve Sims will be there. Um, the other names escape me, but um, yeah, come along. I'll be there. It'd be good fun. It'd be my first uh, con since Troops. Nice. Um, be good fun. I've, I'm a little bit unprepared for it, but it'll be a laugh. I've got. I've got a fresh supply. I will be getting a fresh supply of um, of um, what's the comic I did again? Um, Springworth. Springworth. How to make comics with Springworth. A load of um, yeah, of um, Spunkworths, whatever they call it. <laughs> Jizworths. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start calling that that in front of kids. No, 
It's like, hey, little boy, you look like you're into comics. Would you like to check out my comic, Jizworth? <laughs> no, no, Charlie Spokeworth. No, I'm used Prickworth. Prickworth. Let me wank stains. No! Um, so, yeah, I'll be sending that. Um, uh, my, other, my usual prints. I've got a few copies of my robot sketchbook to go. And possibly uh, I might be able to get a few of the um, March of the Robots prints as well done for it. Cool. If I've got time to get into the printers. That seems like so long ago now, that March of the Robots. Yeah. Like, it was like even though I'm March. still fucking living mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know it was March, you dick. <laughs> Um, yeah, upcoming shows to me. I'm at not another Comic Con in Birmingham on the third of August. Um, oh, yeah, yes, got a table there. Do you want to come be my table, buddy? Can do. Um, I'm only going to be selling tables, but might try and get some flyers done for True Believers as well. You're not going to have a book ready for it. No, I don't want to launch anything there. I'm saving what I want to launch for Nottingham if I'm mm. going to launch anything. Um, yeah, and then I'm at Nottingham on the 19th of October, which Catherine's coming to with me because we're going to stay over the night before. Oh, lovely. So we've booked the hotel and everything, so I'm going to leave her at the table and run off. <laughs> it's like, sell my shit! Bye! Uh, I bet she'll be brilliant picking up your, your stuff. I'm tempted, if I'm going to go to some events, is to get one of those things like the awesome pod boys have so we can do on-site interviews because mm. it's shit on my phone. So, are they expensive? About 90 quid. Okay. They're like a pen with like a squirrely bit on the end, aren't they? Yeah, pretty much a bit thicker. They look like a, like a razor, like a shaver. Mm. Nice. Um, so yeah, I've got that. Um, nothing else really going on for me. Um, so you said on, on Facebook the other day about the state of the um, table sales for Troops next year. Yeah, we've got a few left to book theirs up. Um, by the time this comes out, they'll have gone past their deadline. In which case, once their deadline is in, they is haven't up, paid yet. They haven't, they haven't actually, paid. Yeah. They'll get a next. Well, yeah, they got that, and then we got a wait list. So, if they go over by too much, we'll be yeah. starting to offer it to people on the wait list. You got a lot on the wait list. Quite a lot, yeah. Awesome. I'm set quite a lot of people by not giving them a table this year. Mm. I felt like a dick. <laughs> um. But yeah, so might have to look at doing smaller tables in the future mm. or having more four-foot tables because I didn't realise we could have four-foot tables until I'd accidentally discovered one had been left in the room when I was doing the floor plan layout. Because mm. we went up and did it old school. We got all the tables and just laid the room out mm. in like small chunks. So hopefully that'll work. But yeah, there, were four foot, there was a four-foot table there. Oh, okay. So like, if we can get, they were like, we can get you as many four-foot tables as you need. Mm. It's like shit. I could have had more four foot tables because four foot tables would be slightly cheaper for people, mm. and possibly might be better for some of the small press people who struggle to fill a six foot table. Because mm. if you've only got one or two comics, it's difficult to spread that out across a six foot table. So that might be an option for the future, which will get us more people in. Which is the main thing because I want to offer as much on the day as I can. Um. So yeah, otherwise on the troops front, it's all pretty quiet at the minute. Uh, tickets. My plan is to put them on sale on Black Friday. Um, details on that to follow. I've approached an artist about doing this year's Troops Lanyard artwork. Um, he said yes. Who's that? <laughs> Were you? Oh, yeah. Honestly, fucking five minutes with Tony and you forget all about me. 
<laughs> well, I forgot all about you. <laughs> yeah. You moved on before I did. <laughs> Honestly, we're fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so we're just deciding which. We're thinking of building on the Stan Lee thing of maybe doing another like Marvel creator. Hmm. So from the big three, we're thinking of doing that as a trilogy. Because hmm. I had the Jack Lawrence trilogy. You did the first one, which was kind of a... It wasn't a last-minute one, but it was a late in the day. We decided to do a true Blanyard, didn't we? Oh, did well, we, we sorry, on the artwork when you did the very first group? Yeah, that was in the piece of existing artwork, wasn't it? Yeah, that, that was a proto one. It wasn't specially created for the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we did the Jack Lawrence trilogy, and now I'd quite like to have a Zoot trilogy. Yeah, for a few we did. A, we had a couple of artists doing, didn't we? Because Steve Sims did one. Yeah, we did ones for the exhibitors yeah. we had artist ones exhibitor ones trader ones mm. all that sort of thing um streamlining that yeah because it's quite expensive getting them all printed individually and then last year we did uh stan lee yeah so this year at the moment it's a choice between jack kirby and steve ditko mm. the only thing with steve ditko is there's very few photos of him <laughs> well that would be difficult <laughs> there are some so you, but you might just have to take a bit of artistic license mm. but I thought if we do Kirby you could do like the Kirby cracker already in the background there. already there mate which is also what I did in the background for the Y comics thing oh, yeah. it's a Kirby crackle and there's mm. also a little me ghost just floating in the Kirby <laughs> crack and then for the Ditko I mean you've got all that Doctor Strange Ditko mm. jazz mm. So there's, there's background options, even if the <laughs> even the if he's just in silhouette in the foreground. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's the idea, sort of celebrating creators this time rather than characters. Mm. Um, but that'll only be available for a limited time. Like I say, it'll go up on Black Friday at a cheap, at the cheapest price they will be, and then they'll go up to the standard advanced ticket price, and then there'll be another price on the door. So you've got options. They won't be massively different, so it's not like you'll be losing out on hundreds of pounds by not buying them stupidly early. Although it's not stupidly early to launch on Black Friday. It's only a couple of months before the event. Oh, okay, okay. But well, I figure you do it too far in advance. We always had that slump, didn't we, where we'd sell like one or two tickets yeah. every three months. So I figure let's just get it closer to it, make more of a hype of it, build up the hype for the tickets coming out. This is my plan. This is a little behind-the-scenes stuff. So, yeah, that's my sort of plan with that. And then we don't have to do that pressure sale of, oh, if you don't buy your tickets, you won't be able to get in. Or, or ones that some events do of, like, if you don't buy your advance tickets, you're screwed because we've only got 100 tickets available on the door. And then, which kind of raises the question, it's like, if you only sell 50 advance tickets, does that mean you still only got 100 tickets <laughs> yeah, available on true. the door? In which case, does that mean your maximum capacity is going to be 150 people? In which case, if I've got a table at your event and you're only going to have 150 people in, I just... I hate all that shit of like, you know, oh, we've nearly sold out of... It's like you said that six months ago. <laughs> it's like, so just... I'm very relaxed on tickets. If you can afford to buy your ticket in advance and you prefer to buy your ticket in advance, that is awesome. If you prefer to buy it on the door, because I 100% understand why you would, because, you know, the amount of... Not that we will cancel the event. Once we've said we're doing an event, we do the fucking event. But, you know, the weather changes, you can't get there. Circumstances in life change, you can no longer make it even though it's only a small amount in the grand scheme of things, you're still kind of like, fuck, I wasted like 12 quid on two tickets to that. Mm. Or whatever the price is. So I understand people preferring to buy on the door and just 
paying a little bit more for picking them up then kind of thing. Um, but yeah, this is our shout out. <laughs> so let's let's pick somebody to shout out. I'm going to shout out the Nick Prolix Russell Olsen Kickstarter, which actually no, I won't because by the time this goes out, it will have ended. <laughs> This is a problem with recording too far in advance. It's like I was going to shout out Glasgow Comic Con. Yeah. But that will have happened the Saturday before this one goes up. So so get yourself a time machine and go back. <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway, fuck it. The Nick Prolix flipbook with Russell Olsen. If you missed the Kickstarter, look out for it on their tables mm. at events. Um, and there's Project Host as well. Hoax. Project Hoax, which is uh, the Mighty Dan Butcher and mm. Samuel George London. Mm. Oh, and by the time you hear this, the episode of Comics for the Apocalypse is allegedly going to have gone up the Monday before this comes out. The one with you I, on it. Yeah, I recorded it three or four months ago by the time it goes out. <laughs> yeah. So I've got no fucking idea what I said <laughs> on it anymore. I can only assume that the episode was that bad that they held it back for so long. Or, you know, I just... They got many better offers. And one person. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> Not from Bleeding Cool. Uh, anyone you want to shout out? Um, a couple of people I've been talking to recently. Um, hi, Susie Gander. And hi, Rachel Smith. Rachel Smith says something very nice about under my drawings. It was kind of made to go, woo. She drinks a lot. She doesn't anymore. <laughs> I know she doesn't. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> oh, it's Rachel Smith who we found the wine bottles under a table. <laughs> I don't know whether they were hers or whether people have just been dumping them there, but. but So, yeah, she was very nice about one of my drawings, and it, it maybe. I was, was going to say made me go a bit funny, but that's wrong. It just made me smile because it was lovely. Pity like. <laughs> Well, no, it's it's quite right too. Your work is tolerable. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to give a shout out to I Am Zoot. Oh wow, because he's tolerable. <laughs> His work is mediocre at best. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I just can't do it. You're doing your best. I can pay your compliment behind your back. I can't do it to your face. All right. <laughs> Oh. It's like sex with you. <laughs> yes. I can do it behind you your back. Talk not a, you would talk to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> it's any, possible. I don't think anybody wants a shout out in this section anymore. No, I really don't think they do. <laughs> um, listen to ooh, the Awesome ooh, Comics podcast. I, I want a shout out. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Going back. Yes. Um, I want to thank um, Gareth because um, he sent me some amazing artwork. Gareth Slighthome. Yeah, but thank you for him um, for, for sending for um, he sent me some artwork. It was awesome. Thank you. Um, yeah, listen to the Awesome Comics podcast. Um, what other comics podcasts have I been listening to? Damn it, where's my iPod? Are there any other comics podcasts? There are. There's. Um, is it that Comic Smell? Is the name of the podcast? Mm. Yeah, listen to that Comic Smell as well. Um, that's it for shout outs on that for me. Um, yep, yeah, check out Bam. It'll be. Not this Saturday, the Saturday after when this episode goes live, so the 13th, uh, in Bath at the Comicadia, Comedia, Comedia, Comedia Comedia. sounds right. 
Um, Andy shall be there. I shall hopefully be there. I'm hoping to either be there for the whole day if I can get the day off work. If not, I will be coming up after work. So I'll be the very tired looking. <laughs> Semi-dressed as a postman. Um, yes, right. Plugs, where can people find you online? Oh, I don't bloody know. Um, I always forget this bit. Hang on a minute. I, I've actually written this on another. Okay, well, in that case, first. Uh, you can find True Believers online at uh, OKTrueBelievers.com. Um, I'm slightly doing tweaks on the website. I'm hoping to do like a complete overhaul of it at some point. Um, Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash OKTrueBelievers. Twitter, we're at OKTrueBelievers. Instagram, we're at OKTrueBelievers. Um, the Troops mailer goes out every week. You can sign up at tinyletter.com forward slash Troops and just sign up there. Um, it's weekly nonsense. Uh, this week featured some small, uh, some draw something Sunday art, draw something Sunday every Sunday on our Facebook page. Um, featured art in the mailer, a little bit about the new podcast going up, a brief introduction, a meanwhile with some shout outs for Glasgow Comic Con and a couple of Kickstarters, including the Nick Prolix. Russell Olsen one, and then a nerds blog, which this week was me explaining why the nerds blog that should have been there wasn't there, because I was shit at writing it, basically. Um, you can find the podcast on Facebook at forward slash haunted nerds. Um, if we become popular enough, I might set up a Twitter account for it. If not, I do it all through the True Believers one. Um, you can find all our past episodes on Podbean, and on our website where you can find some of the episodes that aren't available anymore uh, if you really want to suffer yourself you can go right back to the beginning and listen to the first ever episode what would you want to do that? I might have to listen to that actually the very first one yeah there's part of me that's kind of tempted to go back but at the mm. same time just kind of yeah. <laughs> um, and then me you can find on twitter at token nerd and on instagram at ooh, what am I on? Stuart thinks you can draw and on Facebook, I've got a page which is Stuart Things You Can Draw, where you can find the robot pages and any other shit. The naked ladies I drew. Um, the one that got me in trouble, because people thought it was my wife, even though I was like, nobody's going to think that's my wife. You thought that? Uh, her sister came in and went, was that your wife? I was like, like my wife would pose fucking naked for me to draw her, like a French girl. She did with me that once. Well, I mean, yeah, but you're a proper artist. <laughs> you use layers. <laughs> Um, and like an onion. Yours, Twitter. Uh, Twitter, hang on, I was Twitter. Uh, at Zootbot. Instagram. I underscore am underscore Zoot. Facebook. Uh, the, at the real Zoot. DeviantArt. I don't know what people use anymore. Uh, I don't know. Art Stitcher. Whatever Art Station. It's Art Station. Zoot.artstation.com. And you have no website. I don't have a website at the moment. Well, at the I moment. kind of do and I kind of don't. And where can people get Springworth if they're not buying it from your table? Um, oh, okay. They can go to um, uh, Little Heroes, uh, so Fair Spark Books Publishing Company, or from Amazon and from Waterstones. Mm-hmm. Will they have it on the shelf in Waterstones, or will they need Orbital? Uh, I don't think so. Although you can go into Orbital in London and pick it up from the shelf. Nice. But I don't think at the moment, I don't think it's on the shelf in Waterstones. Cool. Well, you know. Cool, you can order it. Not cool, it's not on the shelf already. <laughs> you should go in there and demand. You should make your own standee for them to put it on, and then demand <laughs> they fill it. Isn't he the, the guy who did Marvel Comics and then died? Really? Dundee. That's the note you want to end us on? Yeah. 
No, we already know. Title of his sex tape. (laughs) (laughs) Right, anyway, yes, that is it. Like I say, you can find us online, Draw Something Sunday, every week. Weirdly, it was a slow one this week. There was only three of us. Mm. Whereas the week before when it was Father's Day, and I thought nobody's going to be doing it. We have a shitload. (laughs) So you need to pull your finger out and get back on that. I'm busy with stuff. You can still do a quick scribble. I've seen your quick scribbles. You can easily (laughs) knock one out in five minutes. So it's my sex (laughs) tape. Without an aid of video or any form. <laughs> Without reference. <laughs> it only needs to be a quick scribble. Okay. Pen and paper. Okay. Stop worrying about layers. <laughs> Just enjoy. <laughs> Life's too short for layers. <laughs> oh, I want that on a t-shirt for you. <laughs> <laughs> too short for layers. And then on the back it just says no comic sans. <laughs> Yes, anyway, until next time, what do you reckon? Another three months? Uh, when should we get together again? This time next year. This time next year? Uh So, I am Stuart, and I've been joined by Adam, was it? Oh, I'm <laughs> uh, Yeah, until next time, read awesome comics, create awesome things, and keep spreading the four-colour word. Cheers for listening. Goodbye. Bye. When Captain America throws his mighty shield. I don't get that. It's his old theme song. Oh, is it? Oh, I see. Okay. When Captain America throws his mighty shield, all those who chose to oppose his shield must yield. Or if he's going to fight and the jewel is due, and the red and the white and the blue come through when Captain America throws his mighty shield. And that's a wrap.